you have your Bibles, will you turn to the book of John? Uh, that's where we're going to be here this evening. Uh, uh, just a few minutes. Uh, the Lord's had me there today, uh, uh, this morning, and, 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 and midday, and also this evening. So uh, uh, if he's had me there three times today, I know good and well, it's most likely where he wants me to be. Uh, so uh, we're going to be in the 14th chapter of the book of St. John, begin reading in the 15th verse, and probably read the rest of that chapter, and uh, if it be God's will, we're going to see what he wants to show us here tonight. So if you would, stand and reading a reverence to God's word if you're able, and if not, God knows your need, and that's okay uh, as we read these few verses. In the 15th verse of the 14th chapter of the book of St. John, it reads this, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while the world seeth me no more, but you see me, because I live and you shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Now Judas said unto him, and, and not Iscariot, said, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? And Jesus answered and said to him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. Now these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. It says, Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said to you, I go away and come again to you. If you love me, you will rejoice. Because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it is come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me but that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do, arise and let us go hence. Father, thank you for this reading of your Holy Scripture. I pray that we can apply it to our lives here this evening and, and we can receive a blessing for what you've got to show us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. That one thing that sticks out to me in this passage of scripture in these few verses is, is simply this. Uh, he asked his commandments or his disciples uh, 
two or three times in this passage of Scripture, if you love me. Now, I, I, I seem a little bit bewildered, if you would, knowing that uh, asking those that had spent so much time with him uh, uh, up to now, he would yet at this time ask them if, the, if they love him. And he was asking them for a very reason because he was trying to prepare his disciples and not just his disciples but also the world uh, what was to come. Uh, you understand uh, they were meeting right before they started making their journey to the Garden of Gethsemane. And we know what that was all about, how, how Jesus knelt and he said his sweat was just like blood as it dropped. And, and he asked the Father to let that cup pass by him, but knowing good and well that it wouldn't. He was just about to that point, but he was meeting with his disciples and trying to prepare them what was to come. He's telling them, so listen, I, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. And, and just like in today's world, we have a comforter, and it's the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit pays us a visit, uh, we know firsthand what it means like to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. It, it makes some sort of difference in our, in our bodies, if you will. There's something different that happens in our worship service. seems like that, that somehow or other there's something that, that we see that we don't see. Now, the Bible tells us the things that we see is not eternal, but the things that's not seen is eternal. And that's just like the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit's here... Uh, we don't see it, but we know it's eternal because the difference that it makes in our lives, in our worship service. Uh, you know, that's the only person that we have that to count on in our worship service each and every time we come together is the Holy Spirit. Uh, if the Holy Spirit don't make an appearance, uh, it's just me and the congregation and the scriptures. Uh, but when the Holy Spirit makes a guest appearance, uh, things get just a little bit better. Uh, things get a little bit worked up. Uh, and I think that's what he was trying to prepare his disciples as he was sitting there wondering how this is all going to play out. Now, if you seem confused over these reading of these verses that I read to you, imagine how the disciples felt. I mean, they're sitting there probably sitting there scratching their head thinking, what is he saying to us? It don't make sense that him and his father are as one and they're the same and he's going to leave us, but yet he's going to come back. He's saying things to us that we just don't understand. But what he was trying to do was simply this. One day, I'm not going to be with you. I'm going to go to the cross and you're going to see me hang from that cross and you're not going to, you're going to wonder how we got from this day to day to the cross and because there's going to be things happen between that time that, that you're not going to understand. You're going to deny me. You're not even going to, you're going to make known that you even know me. As I hang on that cross, you're going to turn your back on me. But I know you're going to do that and I know that, 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 that your heart is in the right place and you're doing what the worldly things you would do but I understand what you're going to do but here's what I need you to understand I am going to leave you but I'm coming back he says for my, in my father's house there are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go to prepare a place for you I'll come back and that's what he wants us to know. Listen, Christ has left this world as we know it, as we hear today. Uh, well, he has left us a comforter, and that's the Holy Spirit. Amen? And because he's left us that, he didn't want us to put it back here on the shelf and not use it. He wants that to be one of the, the, the best tools that we could have in our worship service was the Holy Spirit. 
the one thing that we could use in our lives that, that, that we know can uplift us in all that we do, whether it be through song or through preaching or through testimony or whatever it might be. Listen, it could be anything that could, that could just initiate the Holy Spirit to, that would strike at iron, if you would, and, and, and bring him into our presence. He asked him in the 15th verse, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, we all know that. Uh, most of us here in the church tonight, uh, yes, we sin daily, and we know that. We fall short of his glory every day. But we love Christ Jesus. We love him because we understand and realize the sacrifice he made for us. And because he did that, even though we weren't there at that time, we've read about it. We know what it's all about. We've read the scriptures. The scriptures have been preached to us. So we know how all this has come about and we love him because he loved us so much he paid the ultimate price for the debt of our sin if you love me keep my commandments that's all he asked keep my commandments it's nothing hard brother Gene that that, that he's asked them to do he just asked them to to be able to stay the course if you would because they're going to see things that they're not going to like, and they're going to see things that they're not going to believe. But what they do, will see is not what they're seeing, but it's what they're not seeing is what they need to see, and that's the Holy Spirit. I'm going to leave you one of these days, but I'm coming back, and that's what he wants them to know. He says, I will pray the Father. I'll pray to my Father that he won't leave you, he'll leave you another comforter, and that comforter being the Holy Ghost, that he may abide with you forever. He's still today abiding with his people. If you love the Lord and you believe in what he's done for us, the comforter is here for us. You know, we talk about Brother Roger and, 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 and his need that we know that he, that he needs as a person. But through the spiritual part of this, Roger needs to see who the comforter is. He needs to be able to look beyond what the world is going to show him and, and, and see what we see. Listen, uh, the old devil has, has a strong toehold in, in our world today. And he wants you to see what he wants you to see. And, and if you can't get past what the old world is trying to show you, uh, uh, you have a hard time dealing with what the world throws at you. In Roger's case, it's, it, it's alcohol. But there's so many other cases in our families today, whether it be drugs or or whatever depression or whatever it may be that, that the old devil is throwing at us that, that will not let us get past what we need to get past to be able to get to where we need to be in seeing what's real and what's not. Because the world will show you anything that you'll look at. And we know that. He says in the 17th verse, he says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, the spirit of truth, that the world cannot conceive. Don't that sound a little bit taboo, if you would? The world don't see the truth today. Right. Knowing that when he was talking to his disciples, then he knew it was going to be true today. That the spirit of truth, the world could not be able to see it. Because it seeth him not, or neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. You know who the, who the comforter and the spirit is and what the truth is. The Bible tells us that, 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 that the truth will make you free. A lot of people will misquote that and say, set you free. Well, uh, let me reassure you here tonight, church, it's make you free. It's what the scripture tells you. And he says, I will not leave you comfortless. 
I will come to you. In other words, listen, church, I'm not going to leave you without a comforter. Every one of us here in this church tonight has a comforter that, that we can pray to each and every day of our lives and be able to ask things of him and, and pray to him and let him know what's going on in our lives, how your day's been, the good and bad. Like we said here earlier this afternoon, uh, uh, this is not such a, a gloom and doom type message of, of prayer meeting night. We also like to hear about praises and, and how, how the good things that, that God's doing in your lives. Because let me tell you something, uh, we sometimes we get too fixed on the, the bad things of this world. And that's what drags us down in our everyday walk of the life of the Lord. That's what drags a, our world down. And that's, like I said, that's what the devil wants, wants it to do. He says, in the 20th verse, he says, And that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. You know, when, when Christ was making that very same speech to the uh, uh, Sadducees and the Pharisees uh, uh, when he gives the sight to the blind uh, he was upsetting them so much when he kept telling them that I and my father are one see they were calling him a blasphemer uh, wondering uh, uh, what gave this man the right to be able to say these things saying that him and, and God in heaven was, was, was one right. it's no different today God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Ghost uh, the Trinity, if you would, as, as we as God's children know it, is we know it as the Trinity. And we know it's God reincarnated in the Son and the Son to the Spirit because that's His promise to us. He said once again in the 21st verse, He said, He that keepeth my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. If we love Jesus, God in heaven will love us even more. See, God loves us without him having to tell us or we have to be reminded of. We need to know that firsthand. He does love us. He, he made the ultimate sacrifice for us. He made us in his image, and, and he loves us so much that he sacrificed everything for us because he did love us. See, the world can't see that, but he does. He, and, it said, and it was so confusing to him, but Judas, uh, and not Iscariot, it says right here, uh, was, was so confused. He said, Lord, how is it that thou will be manifest, in other words, made uh, known to myself and to us and not into the world? In other words, how are we going to see and not the world? <laughs> and Jesus answered and said, if, if a man love me, he will keep my words. Don't say anything about not sinning, Brother Dan. He knows we're going to sin. We're going to fall short of his glory. That's just the way it is. See, uh, we're, we're, this carnal body cannot keep from sinning. That's just the way life is. But he says, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode, in other words, home with him. If you have him in your heart, that's where he'll live. If you deny him, there's no way he can be in your heart. Brother Dean, he depends on uh, uh, our hearts to be able to, to be the, uh, the main connection to our Father in heaven. With, without filling him in our heart, uh, they just don't make a lot of impression on us. He's got to get it to where we have that yearning for him. He says, He that loveth me and not keepeth my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. I can just see right now how confused him, him disciples was. Listen. Christ is trying to tell his disciples this. This is what I'm going to do for you. After I leave you, 
here's where it's going to be. I'm not going to leave you comfortless, and I'm not going to leave you alone. There'll be always somebody there with you, no matter in the good times or the bad times or or, or whatever times it may be, uh, when, you, when, you're, when you're down in the bottom of your valleys or up on top of the mountain, God's going to be with us because that's just how he is. He's the same yesterday and today and forever and will always be that way. Uh, you know, the Apostle Paul writes in the book of Philippi to the church of Philippi that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I was thinking about that. Bible verse today as, as I was out enjoying myself a little bit on the lake, uh, doing a little fishing, and, and I thought to myself, what are all things? What are all things? Is it anything we want? Not anything, but anything that, that God knows through your heart and knows that that one-on-one connection with him, if, if you can make that connection with him, he can do all things for you. And he won't let you down. He can answer prayers if you just uh, if you have that heart to, to have prayers answered. Uh, it may not be on your time, but he'll answer prayers. Uh, there's so many times that I know most of us can look back on our on our lives and, and could wish this or wish that or I wished I would have done this or I wished I'd done that. Listen, there's no need to dwell on situations like that. Now, the only thing that is would just drag us down. Uh, what he wants us to do is what can I do to make the next thing better in our lives, whatever it may be. Uh, can, can, we, can we worship this a little bit harder or can we be, uh, stay in our Bibles a little bit more or, or whatever it may be? Uh, uh, but whatever it may be, he wants us to, to be steadfast in what we do. What he'd like for us to do is stay in our Bibles a little bit more. You know, I believe if we could talk to Jesus today and say, Lord, if I could serve you today, what would you have me to do that would give you edification of my life, I'm sure he would say simply this, read my word. Because it's the same for everybody. Not just the sinners, but for the non-sinners. Not for the, just for the lost, but those who are saved. It's for everybody that will read and, and, and can apply it to their lives. That's what the Scripture is supposed to be doing for us. It's supposed to touch our lives in a, in a way that no other readings can or no other book can because that's what he wants from his people. In the 28th verse, he says this. He says, You have heard how I said to you, I go away and come again to you. He says, If you love me. There it is again. If you love me. Chris, that's the title of the message tonight. If you love me, if you love me, you would rejoice. Church, if you love God here this evening, we should rejoice and be glad knowing that he's our comforter in our time of need. He's there for us when we need a friend. Because I said I go unto my father for my father is greater than I, and he is. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it come to pass, you might believe. So in other words, simply this. I've told you how it's going to be and this is how it's going to happen. So when it comes to pass, please don't be lost and don't get back out here in the world not knowing what to do. I have tried to prepare my children of what it's going to be. Church, I've tried to prepare his children for how it's going to be. 
the story never changes. Those who have been saved by the marvelous grace of God is, is heaven bound. We'll spend eternity in heaven. But those who don't know him and it's lost and undone won't be going to heaven. There's no do-overs. There's no purgatory. There's no family members that can pray you into heaven. It's just not going to happen. Uh, our belief will not let us believe that. And Scripture don't tell us that either. He says, So hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of the world cometh. Now who is the prince of the world? Old devil. He cometh. Well, church, let me uh, bust your balloon tonight if I can. Not only is he coming, he's here. He's here. He's here. He's in our lives. He's in our workplaces. He's, 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 he's in our churches. He's, he's, he's anywhere that we try to come and, and get one-on-one -on -one with our Heavenly Father. Even when we pray, the old devil tries to penetrate our minds to, to get us off course just a little bit. Uh, listen, when, when you pray to our Heavenly Father in heaven, you need to be on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Uh, and it, it's just between you and him. And, and, and nothing should veer you off of what you're doing. Because those them prayers they say just hits the ceilings as far as they go. They have got to be sincere and from the heart. You don't have to go to your closets and pray, but get one on one with him and let him know just how personal it is to you, because it is to him. He says, "So hereafter I will not talk with you, for the prince of the world cometh, and have nothing in me." but that the world may know that I love the Father. And the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. So he told them to arise and go hence. They are hitting the streets of Jerusalem, making our way to the Garden of Gethsemane. See, Christ was on his last leg here on earth, and he knew that, and he was trying to prepare his people our mission tonight, church, is simply this, to, to uh, make and connect with the lost and dying world. Tell those that you know about Jesus and let them know that if you're lost, come to know them. Let them know that they don't have to give up the world uh, in a sense that to, to be saved by the marvelous grace of God. You don't give up anything, but you gain the world. And see, that's where they're so confused. They think they've got to give up so much to be one of these Bible beaters, if you would. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, it ain't not that you've got to give up something. It's what he can give you. And, and one of the hardest things it was for, for Kathy and I, when we, you've heard me talk about this, uh, is to come to Sunday school when we got back in church because it just, just, we just didn't have time. didn't have time to go to Sunday school. And, and then I got to thinking, you know, I'm not being obedient and how he want me to serve him. See, there's more for his children than just coming and sitting down in a bunch of padded pews and, and listen to a man bring the message. In the old days, these pews weren't padded. They were wooden. And there wasn't no carpet on the floor. It was dirt. But when they worship Jesus, they worship with their heart. Because they knew simply this, that Christ loved them. And because he loved them, he paid that ultimate price. Right. See, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And if any of us would believe on him, we should never perish. Never. Right. 
perish, but have everlasting life. One of the favorite verses in the Bible for anybody, whether you're a scholar or, or whatever it is that, that you claim to be, there's no greater verse in the Bible than simply that. Is God so loved this world. This world. Now, grant you, it looks a little bit different today, Ray, than it did 2,500 years ago when, when Christ walked this earth. But it's still God's people. And He knows we're going to sin, but He's going to forgive us for that. That's why we're here tonight. Because He forgives sins and those who commit them. And we're sure to that. Let's stand if we can. It is good to know that we have a comforter in our time of need. It's good to know that when we feel a little bit lost and undone, we can open up the Scriptures. And you know, it don't matter where you open them up at. If you just sit and just start reading, somewhere in your reading, it's going to make a connection. And if you're confused about it, like the disciples most likely was when Christ was talking to them here, Look for that comforter. He'll, he'll defy it for you if you just ask him to. Go out into a world and tell them about Jesus, please. That's what he wants us to do. Tell them about the good news. And the good news is simply this, the gospel. The gospel.